Do you hear that? The sound of crickets? Do you hear that? Is that what your campus sounds like right now? Leasing over the summer months is tough. Everyone is gone and, you know, orientations are typically only great for getting your property name in front of freshmen so they remember you when they are looking to move off campus their sophomore year. You need traffic and leases now. You know who is actively looking for housing in your market? International students. Are they calling your office or sending you emails? No, because they don't know you exist unless you just happen to come up high enough in their Google search. However, they are looking at the Unilodgers website. Unilodgers has been working with international students for over 10 years, helping them find housing in the UK and Australia. And now they have expanded to the US. If you haven't listed your property with Unilodgers, you are losing out on getting in front of more international students. So what's the cost to list on Unilodgers? Absolutely nothing. Unilodgers has a performance-based fee schedule, meaning they are only paid a fee once a prospect has moved in. Did you hear what I just said? After the prospect has moved in. This means you've collected rent before you even have an expense. So regardless if your property has a long way to go or you just need a few more leases for this fall, go to unilodgers.com forward slash contact hyphen US. Again, that's unilodgers.com forward slash contact hyphen US and list your property today. So I'm going to go ahead and hit record since since you tell me that the, the pre-discussion is always the gold part and we ought to start recording it. Oh my God, I forgot that you were doing this to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we're putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm Wesley Dees, your host, and today's co-host is Greta Dare. Hello. Greta. <laughs> so excited to potentially be terrified by the complete unknown of whatever it is you were about to say. So just to give everybody a background, um, today's subject is, are we labeling this summer marketing? Because I don't think distance marketing is necessarily the right thing, because I think it's you guys cover a lot of different points yeah. and distance marketing marketing is just part of it. I think all of it just really has to. So anyway, we're probably going to call it summer marketing. Um, I'm glad you but, got that back on yourself and figure it out. It was good. Good talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everybody, and excuse me, I've got, we had a conference this week. My voice is, uh, I'm trying to drink as much water as I can, but um Sorry to everybody that has to has to hear it, uh, but no, you, you you have said that over and over again because typically we have these conversations before we record the intro and the outro of things we want to cover, and those are very truthful, yes, brutal conversations. And I love <laughs> them, the and I always get so upset because I'm always like, "This is good. Why are we recording now?" Except now I'm terrified because you gave me no heads up. <laughs> 
But you made it sound so juicy too. You're like, oh, I'm not saying, because I was like, what did you think? You're like, I'm not saying anything. That's so bad for, for my levels of anxiety. Yeah. So, so you recorded a conversation okay. on, on, on summer marketing mm-hmm. with one of our new co-hosts. These things um, are all true. <laughs> Victoria Inchill mm-hmm. with Inchill Property Consultants. And uh, it, it was, it was really, anyway, you asked me what I thought of it. And I said, you know what, I'm, you know what, I'm going to save it until we have our conversation because it's not that because especially the first part of this conversation that you and Victoria have, I was, I was a little like, gosh, this is like, this is true. Like, I really hate that this is true about our industry because it was like the savage just, and you guys actually oh, yeah. use that word, but the, the marketing savages just came out of the two, you guys. And it's like, Oh, do we really have to be that mean to people? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I just, I, but, but the more I started thinking about it, it's like, no, this is, this, this really all goes back to, you know, a lot of, and you know how I've ranted about this recently, especially on the SHI community. If you're not a part of it, go to studenthouseandinsight.com, go to the upper right hand corner and click on member login. (laughs) (laughs) But, and there you can find out about all of my rants that I have, but there are just so many stories stupid developments that are happening and that's what ends up causing you know these great um you cut that out and i will never forgive you because you literally did not silence your phone that wasn't my phone that was my 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 phone is silent my computer however do you think that does not count you have like five million different devices that all do notifications that still counts you cut it out unfair i call unfair what I really don't understand is I've got headphones on. So how did that come through? But anyway, fair enough. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, th- there's just so many, there's just been so many stupid developments and that, and the overbuilding and that, you know, all that's what really leads to this. I mean, yes. don't get me wrong. There are markets out there that enrollment ends up dropping and it causes this, it causes this issue. There are markets out there that, you know, enrollment may not be dropping at the university, but people don't commit to that university. And, you know, it's their last choice, basically. And because of that, the market is is late in leasing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the part that I didn't want to tell you about because it's like you guys get, you guys get deep and <laughs> really kind of i mean it's like i don't i mean it's like a episode of what was that movie with the mean girls was that the name of it all right did you literally just ask me what was that movie with the mean girls it was called mean girls it was actually okay it was actually mean girls i don't okay yeah so uh, i'm gonna back you up for just a second so first off i want to and i say this in the podcast and i thought or the recording that victoria and i did together and i want to reiterate it okay I came into this industry as a specialist and learned this 
again, from this industry. I am the beast that this industry created because the systems, the styles, these things worked. It was do whatever it takes. And while that was true, I also still, and Victoria and I talked about this, I still drew a line. I always drew a line. And still to this day, I always draw a line. And you know this, Wes, like there were, you were on my marketing calls where it was, we stop here. We always stop here. Oh, and let me just tell everybody, there's been times and where you and I have been working on an assignment for a client that oh, where we fight. <laughs> I, had to, I had to really reel you back in because I was like, Greta, that's not us. That's not oh, this we client. Just, like, out, like, just pull it back. Or we, flat out, we fought about this before. Like, I remember the first time, like when we first started working together and it was just like, what are you doing? I was like, do you want to lease up? Cause this is how you lease up. Like, like we've had these conversations because it, I mean, I think it is like a really kind of a culture shock. It's like, if you bring me into this, I'm going to show you how this is done. If you want to know how everyone else is doing this. However, again, there are places where you draw the line and you know what? I'm actually, I didn't talk about this in the, in the episode and I am going to tell a story right now. And this was a story that was told to me. Um, and it's, it was told to me with pride by the person speaking about it and it was they there was a property that was very far behind and it came up because at the time i was questioning you know again i came from conventional housing and we we always ran background checks we always ran credit checks and so it was this huge shock to me that we didn't run any kinds of checks on any of these over 18 people you know i was like i understand but they may still have you know they may still have credit cards they may still have they're still 18 if they're 18 and they come to one of my conventional properties we're gonna run these checks on them they do in many instances still have some level of credit or some level of criminal background like why are you not doing any of these things but in student housing, especially when I got started in it, it was just like, oh, they're fresh kids, fresh out of their parents' house. And it was like, that's the most naive thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But that's how this conversation got started. So this person speaking to me is like, no, no, we don't run background checks. In fact, this worked to my favor when uh, there was a property that I was at and you know, it was only like five or 10% lease. It was very, very low and they needed to sell the property. And so this person went out and was literally finding, I mean, just like pulling people off the streets. And I want that to sink in for a minute. When I say pulling people off the streets, I'm not talking, like yeah, I'm not people. talking about going to the, the area of the college town and pulling students off the streets. I'm talking about anybody who might need a home and utilizing current first month free concessions to just bring people in the door and utilizing the fact that we know we don't do background checks, that we don't do credit checks and just getting leases signs. And that's the difference between having a, a an ethical boundary and being unwilling to cross it. Because when I heard that, I was... I think that's probably when this person and I were just like, yeah, we're not, we're probably, we're probably going to have, like, we're probably going to have a problem because to me, absolutely not. Because now this is, you are defying the sanctity of home that I refuse to defy, right? You know how important that yeah. is to me. And I, if, if no one has experienced that, I will tell you, this is a, an ugly, dark secret of, of the business. And I've been on the other side of that, of actually, you know, going through an acquisition and the seller did that 
gosh, I wish oh, I could name names. This was literally um, an acquisition project. This was this was what happened. The property was being sold. And we may very well be talking about the same project right now because then it was the the person who acquired the project had you know had it put in there and you know this person saying it with pride that it was written into future acquisition contracts that this particular um, strategic or you know strategy could never be instituted at any future projects again yeah. because of what happened yeah. because of all of the eviction. Well, in this, and- in this particular situation, it wasn't a, it wasn't a free month rent. The, this seller, it, it was a portfolio deal, and this just happened to be the dog of the bunch. Um, so, again, for any of those folks that are out there listening that are going through acquisitions or looking to make big acquisitions within the student housing industry, <clears throat> you should already know this. But anytime you start doing you know, portfolio deals, it's, there's always a dog mixed oh, in 100%. with the group. Literally um, just took a call last <laughs> week where I was explaining that. <laughs> And, and yeah, it's and what ends up happening. I mean, in this particular situation, they were giving away a check, an actual check to the lease owner that was almost ninety five percent of the same value of oh the lease gosh. terms. Yeah. So I had I had a football coach, an assistant football coach at this particular university that had signed for an entire four bedroom. So he got that concession or, or that check times four. He paid everything through through the, through the first semester. And then he basically pocketed 12 grand. There you go. And this is what I'm talking about. So when, you know, when we're talking about that savagery, it's, it is taking your marketing to a more aggressive level than what you would standard, than you would do on a standard basis throughout the year. Yes, it is potentially fielding, uh, a little bit more angry calls and being prepared for that. It is working a little bit harder. It's putting in a little bit more. It is, but really it's, it's honestly, it's, it's going a little Johnny cash, right? It's, it's being the man in black because you're really just walking the line at this point. Like I, I just drug that analogy into the ground. You're welcome. But that's really what you're doing. You aren't, I don't ever want somebody to fully ethically, you know, cross that line. I'm never, ever going to say that. I'm never, ever okay with that. And I actually make that point further on, especially when I talked about reputation management. I never, ever want somebody to cross an ethical boundary. That's not ever okay. But you are, when you get to this point, it does become a matter of walking that line and you are potentially going to make less friends. And I do explain each one of those thought processes, right? It's, you are doing, you know, when we're talking about flyering other communities. People, we take that so personally when we do that, but we can send out mailers and it's like, oh, well, that's because, you know, you're sending it through the mail. You're still advertising a community to another community. So you can rationalize it, but it's the exact same behavior. And, you know, when you're flyering another community, it's, well, you're trespassing. Uh Uh-huh. So do you call every single one of the delivery services and, you know, each one of those and do you get outraged with them and tell them about your betrayal and how you're never going to work with them again in the future and make all of these outlandish threats to those people in the exact same manner that you do to your fellow community managers when you understand the actual difficulty and struggle 
struggle that each one of these community managers go through in order to get leased up and the danger that they're in when they don't reach those lease up goals. I mean, you guys know the struggles of each other. You know the, the again, to use the word, the yeah. savagery of this business. So it's really kind of okay if we have a little bit of compassion for each yeah. one of our fellow community managers if we flyer or chalk a community, don't go in and be destructive. Don't go in and be evil. Don't go in and, you know, like I said, don't go into people's pool areas and hand out sunglasses. That's trashy. But to a certain degree, you know, yeah, you're going to walk that line. Yeah. I, well, and I don't want to get, because you guys had a great discussion. Uh, we did. I know. And I'm the, getting overly there's, specific. There's a lot of good information in here for folks that, um, and this has been, this is one of the, the episodes that have been requested for probably six weeks now. As far as probably since did, last year. Well, yeah. <laughs> Be requested every year. And, and, and you guys have got some, you know, great ideas and some great input on how to reach people, how to, how to, uh, you know, really be efficient with what's happening online and, and using that. And, I want to get into that, but I, you know, just for everybody, the first part of this of this conversation <laughs> is about the savagery yes. um, when you're when you're trying to continue to reach people, not from a distance standpoint, but still try to to reach or still the people <laughs> that, that are in the market, the students that, that are still in the market over the summer, and you know, I I get it, I don't like it, and, and but I will also say that. This is two things about it I, that I do want to say. One, shame on the developers, and I don't mean the the, the developer that may, that you know developed that original original property may not be the one that overbuilt. You know, it may have been the folks that came in after that, and you know that person's stuck with the situation because their property is a little bit older. What it, you know, I'm not saying it's that developer, but just developers in general. <clears throat> And I love developers. I consider myself oh, absolutely um, a developer of sorts. But there's also there's also developers that chase development fees, and then there are developers that actually have, you know, a, that actually use logic and you know are concerned about the long term and not just the short term. So from that standpoint, you know. Owners need to understand that the, the savagery comes from if you've got a problem with it. <laughs> you know, this is just the way that it gets done. And and you also need to, to realize, and this kind of goes into the second part, if you're on site and you're not that person that can do these type of things, you need to voice it. Because, I, you know, there are a lot of times I was told to do these things when I was on site or even at a regional point. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel good about it. I just really, really don't. And in a lot of cases, you can't do that when you're the on-site person. You really can't. So there's two points that you need to be able to make to your regional, to your director of marketing, to your marketing team, to whomever it is. And if they don't realize it or if those people are listening right now, you need to respect that because I'm telling you from multiple different levels of perspective, it isn't always possible for the on-site person to be that person. Yeah. I am saying that from a general manager, from a specialist, from a director, and from a VP level, 
it's not always possible in every single market for an on-site team member to be this person. I want to say savage again because I almost feel like this could this whole episode could be turned into a drinking game because at least how many times you and I have used that word <laughs> just in the intro. Somebody would be trashed at this point. If somebody wants to do that, totally reach out and let yeah. me know. Don't do that. I'm not advocating it. Don't do it. I yeah. might be. Who knows? Now, now the, um, the, but yeah. The other side of it is I've certainly come across you know a number of of general managers who you know for everything that that's good about and how they plan things out how they do things and they've come up with great marketing plans and they've executed on it and it gets them 70 80 percent of the way and all of a sudden you know there's just no more students left you can't you can't continue to stick to that to that marketing plan. It got you to 80%. And I'm not saying that you can't go or that you've got to stop what you're doing, but you may be in a market where you need to expand beyond just the student population. And, you know, I've had that that conversation recently and it's, it's taken a lot of push to get people out of their comfort zone to, you know, begin looking for, you know, the, the hospitals in the area and, you know, other employers that kind of recruit the same demographic that would work with co-living situations. Absolutely. And, you know, I gotten a lot of pushback from, you know, the, the folks on that. And, and that's, you know, a point where I want to say you got to be a little bit more savage about this because it really cut backs into the numbers. And if, you know, based on, you know, where you're at at this time of the year, you're going to be, your property is going to be in a bad situation if, you know, if we don't expand. So, okay, no, um, hold on. Cause <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Um, so if you're playing along to the drinking game at home, one, two, three, drink, there was a completely inappropriate use of the word savage because that is not one, two, three, savage. What that is, is logical. That's smart. If you get to a point where you have executed an excellent marketing plan and based off of all of the statistical data that you have in a market and it shows that at least every the entire student mar or the entire student market is now essentially non-existent to the best of our ability, to the best of our knowledge, and that you are in this saturated market and you can no longer reach the students or they're trickling in one per week or whenever two, whatever the case may be, you're at that point. I'm trying so hard to not say that it is almost idiotic to not, obviously I just went ahead and said it, to, because you know how I can get so frustrated when you get to this, when it comes to leasing in this capacity, and I, it's because I get so frustrated for the on-site team members who are trying everything that they can to be successful, and they get so terrified for their jobs, and then they consistently turn around and get told no for things like this. No, this is insanity. Like that is just the logical next step. All it takes is rearranging of room assignments and looking at, you know, ones, twos, and threes, or even fours in some cases I've seen this happen. I was in 
Ann Arbor the first time that we looked at this. And it was, okay, can we look at, for the University of Michigan, can we team up professors who were, and it was traveling professors, it was, you know, so we had a lot of traveling professors and visiting professors. We had, and it was, it was hospitals, it was nurses, it was all of it. Wes, you've known that I've, that I've brought this in, that we've looked at doing this before. There were different employers that we've looked at doing this for this before, where you can offer, um, what's the term that I'm looking for? We used it in preferred employer programs and so we looked at the employers that were close by who had traveling different, just you get creative. This is what you do. And so you go specifically to these businesses, you take whatever and you have these conversations with their HR services and you say, you know, we have fully furnished, all inclusive apartments that are the equivalent of these business suites that you can get elsewhere. And you can get this two bedroom instead of getting a hotel, instead of getting a business suite, instead of this, instead of that you can come here we will give you you know this one bedroom two bedroom three bedroom you can put your traveling nurses your traveling doctors your you know whatever it is your you know your visiting professors whomever place them inside of these units and now you have your spaces filled in a lot of these cases certain employers the larger ones in the areas they will you know keep the space reserved for long periods of time so no not considering this and not instituting it is I ne- I couldn't even imagine having to convince somebody of that. I I I brought that idea up at my first assignment and it took I think 15 seconds of conversation and it was good. Go with that. That's fantastic. I made a list of employers. I started sending out emails, sending out visits, and that was one of the ways that we started backfilling for short-term leases at that particular location. So absolutely not. That's not savage. Drink. That is intelligence. That is that is that's strategic. That's good. I'm getting so fired up right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, in this specific situation, I'm not going to give details uh, because that's not fair to anybody. But no, uh, you know, it was it was a community manager, a property manager who I think had, um, you know, it was getting outside of the comfort zone. That that person had never. Had to go to employers or anything like well, that. It was, okay. yeah, it was a little bit of. I hate to say it was prod in you know their marketing plan. Okay. Um, because because it, it had been executed flawlessly and they had done a really great job. Things happened with enrollment okay. and all of a sudden students aren't there. Okay. Look at and, all my fire just steadily smolder and deflate as, as I shrink down. Okay. Well, in that instance, you know, yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of looking at it yeah. that, that's what i'm saying if you if 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 you are that community manager if you're that regional manager and you're seeing this in your own market and you're trying to figure out a way to pivot you got to go after and i would never call it a true pivot because a pivot's when you you turn your back to something right you can't turn your back to students you have to continue yeah, doing absolutely. that because they're always going to be out there and that's your main market you've got to expand beyond um, students to, to start looking for other similar demographics. Right. So that's the, that's the big thing that, uh, you know, I just wanted to get across in, in that point, but Hey, we've already talked for 20 some odd minutes and oh my God, for a million years. Yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the, um, let's go ahead and get into the, to the discussion between you and Victoria and we'll come back with some takeaways.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Student Housing Insight. I am Greta Dare, your host today, and joining me on this fine day is one of our newest co-hosts, very exciting, Victoria Inchill. Hi. And hi, <laughs> it's very exciting to have you here. So yes. before we jump into this episode, which okay. I think is a great episode that I think everybody should be very excited to listen to. Absolutely. Right. In regards to summer leasing, distance leasing during the period of time when there are fewer students on campus and everything is such a struggle. First and foremost, everybody needs to kind of get to know you and who you are and this right. you're listening to. So I figured we could start with a couple of questions and okay. then we'll go from there. So I feel like first and foremost, how did you get into student housing? Well, that's an interesting question. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep it short. So um, at the University of Georgia, I started working for Landmark in Athens, Georgia as their administrative assistant in their corporate office. Shortly after that, I was at a career fair company, uh, overheard my conversation and said, hey, you'd be great at leasing. Never had sales experience a day in my life, but they thought that, you know, that that was me. So that's kind of my introduction into the student housing industry. I then went to work for this company where I traveled across the country leasing uh, uh, apartments to students, and that's how I got started. Nice. Okay, so then did you, did you find your passion in that? You know what? It was a hidden talent that I never knew I had. Apparently. Um, so, <laughs> like to go from admin assistant to be like, oh, hey, you should be in sales. Right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was a hidden talent. I was super nervous when I set, uh, started out doing it. I and I was so good at it that <laughs> it's so humble. I, like, it was... <laughs> The people want the truth. The people want the truth. <laughs> I said what I said. I was <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was so good at it. Everyone tried to hire me from my current, uh, the current company I was working with. And they started, you know, requesting me back again and again. And that's when I really realized what I had and what I was working with. And so it was all about the people. I love talking to people. People feel like, I, I'm their friend when I'm actually leasing to them. So they don't feel like they're being sold to. So that was what I brought to the table and what made people comfortable into signing yes. those leases. So that is the magic right, right there. <laughs> it really, really is though. Like, I don't want to get off on a whole t- like tangent. Right? And I won't, but I will tell you <laughs> that was how I did well in leasing and that I ended up doing a whole presentation on it at LeaseCon. And I had like, you right. know, all of the, the science to back it up <laughs> and studies. And I was like, this isn't just anecdotal. This is why it worked for me. There are exactly. reasons why this works. When people feel like you're their friend and especially right. genuine, it's not like we're going around just pretending to be people's friends, but right. when it's genuine, genuine, they trust exactly. you with what it is that you're telling them. So exactly. I love that. So then, okay. So then where are you at now? What do you do now? Tell the people. Right. Well, listen, people. So I was so good. <laughs> I was so good at what I was doing. And as I was traveling, I saw a need where, you know, a lot of the on-site team were not as committed as I was, as um, I was there for a short period of time to lease them up, and then I was on my way. And so from traveling across the country and 
seeing that the onsite team is not motivated enough to get it done. You know, you have companies that are hiring 18, 19 year old to lease up multi-million dollar assets. And it just didn't make any sense, especially without training. So I then created a company that solely provides the service of eliminating apartment vacancy. So we've been named the SWAT team of leasing, if you will. If you are, your onsite team is getting one lease a day, the Angel PMC team is getting three leases a day. So we now multiply leasing velocities in the student housing industry across all markets. So we travel across the nation, multiplying leasing velocities for many, many, many operators as well as management companies. Beautiful. All right. So then I I see you have your team and you train them on your leasing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we have our actual PMC way of doing it. We always tell people when we go on site, listen, don't do as I do, do as I say, because you don't know where we've been uh, and what got us to the place in which we're able to talk to the people the way we talk to people. You can't hear one side of it and be like, oh yeah, let me go say that too. No. Ask questions. Only You're not there yet. I say that as I do. <laughs> You're not here. You aren't. You aren't at expert level yet. You're still not. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> All right. So then this is what I love. So we, this is, I feel like this is a valid subject for us to tackle. We are, while we were talking, it's the perfect time for it too. It's, we're in that really difficult period of time where at the beginning of May, the, this, you know, school got out. Right. I've been in these markets. I have been assigned to these markets as a leasing specialist. I've been in these markets and sent to them where you're behind in leasing, you're at a focus property. And I'm pretty sure everybody in the industry knows the term right. focus property. It's when a property is very far behind in leasing and exactly. you have to get it picked up. And you're when you're at a property where the student body has now dwindled itself down to anywhere from four to you know twenty percent of its right. normal size you really have to completely alter your entire strategy. And I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know exactly what that looks like. And so this episode is centered around giving you that strategy. What does it look like? What does it look like on site? What does it look like on campus? What does it look like out on the streets, on social media? Who do you contact and how? And so I think that, you know, really we, and, you know, Victoria and I spoke about this prior to starting to record. And it was funny because I was like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you that, and I'm going to be honest, obviously with everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I started out in the industry and I was very, very focused and dedicated on being very successful when I Mm -hmm. went to these properties and it really was the mentality of do whatever it takes. And I took that very seriously Yes, (laughs) and so much so that my boss, you know, when I would, we'd get kicked off campus and they're like, we're going to call the police on you. And I called so scared. And he was like, you get arrested. Like I will give you an award. And I was like, all right, (laughs) that's how how far we're taking this. That's where we're at. So when I say like, it was serious, like it was serious. So summer months are when we would become, or I would become the most 
cutthroat. This is when you make yes. enemies. This is where aggressiveness come in. Yes. This Not is for the faint of heart. No, this is, I mean, when you're behind, this is when people will hate you. And yeah. the good thing was, at least as a specialist, when I went in, I would tell, you know, the team, I'm like, you just blame me. You blame me so that it doesn't ruin your, your reputation. Right. Yes. Yeah. And you, or, you know, if you can't blame a specialist, then, you know, you blame ignorance on team. You'd be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I feel it's so funny. I feel terrible <laughs> up to everybody, but it's like, this is the truth and desperate times, man. Exactly. It and does. we are from out of town. So it is easier for you to be like, listen, I am so sorry. Like, I had no idea that I wasn't allowed to put flyers right? all over campus and all over that competitive property. Nobody exactly. told me. I had no idea that I wasn't supposed to chalk all over my comp's property. How was I supposed <laughs> to know these things? I'm so sorry. It, w- it won't happen again. It won't happen again. <laughs> It will not. Um, and so, no, it is. It's when you become, you know, the the 007 ninja marketing as Ashley, you know, Ashley and I used to dub it. And you do. You become everybody's enemy. And it's, you know, you really have to look at it and say, am I willing to do whatever it takes? Am I willing right. to figure out the strategy to do whatever it takes? So that's really kind of how we're going into this. And, you know, that may not be for you. This is just what we know, you know, or you can pick and choose. You don't right. have to, you know, you can listen to all of this. And I say this every single time you can hundred percent rip off everything that's said here. That's what it's here for. It's to exactly. give you every single tool or you can pick and choose the tools or you can hear it and maybe it will, you know, spring load your brain into, you know, new creative, yes. ideas. letting loose some amazing imaginative thoughts and ideas. And you're like, Oh, I didn't, you know, I just thought of this really super cool thing. So yes. with that first and foremost, and, you know, it's, you have to, and I really wish it's on the, the SHI community. So by the way, if you're not signed up for SHI community, why you need to go sign up. It's sign up now. Launched. You need to go sign up because one of the posts that I put on there was about the marketing plan. And I wish that everybody had at least the weekly marketing plan because this is right. perfectly. You're um, welcome. Right. So <laughs> you can go check that out. It literally lays out how to do an entire annual monthly and weekly marketing plan. So in that, you really have to lay out, okay, where are we going to market and mm-hmm. how? And first, right. it's you can't just do the same thing that you were doing during the, the fall and spring semesters, right? Because right. the student body isn't there. The kids, it's you know, there's nobody to go to. Right. So you have to go through the whole schedule and you have to say what schools are in session, what classes are in session, who is teaching, and what are their schedules. Some exactly. Schools, which is the craziest thing. Have you, so this is so interesting. There are some schools where every single class is in at the same time and out at the same time. Exactly. Especially for the summer. I think it's more so for convenience than anything, but it works for us every Oh my time. gosh. So it's amazing. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. Yours so <laughs> is like that. It makes your life so much easier. But first and foremost, check to see what classes are in session because you yes. don't want your leasing team, your leasing manager, your AGM, your CAs, you don't want them out wandering around campus with right. many bags or pieces of promo out there wandering around trying to find people when it's dead. That's a waste of everybody's time. Exactly. It's not effective. No, it's ridiculous. Don't waste people's time. 
So get, you know, so the, usually when you're behind, I'm always, you know, like five days a week, 200 bags a day. That doesn't work during the summer. Figure out which schools and classes are in session and you need to be outside of those buildings when those students get out. They are exiting. You need to place things in people's hands and get kicked off a campus. And it's actually less likely to do it during the summer. Have you noticed that? It is because there's less patrol on campus during the summer. Um, And the biggest thing here is, you know, we take the extra step to make sure that you are not just handing things out. Talk to people. Like, don't be afraid of the people. They are there just like you are there. So talk to people when you're handing them things to see if you can kind of gauge some interest out of them to be a little bit more proactive. Yes. So first and foremost, figure out the schedules, figure out when you can find these crowds and go to the crowds. Don't wander around like a weirdo lost person (laughs) through the ghost town of a college wondering where the people are. Find where the people are and go to the people. You know, ninja through the library until you get in trouble. And again, like I said, you don't have to. These are just things. These are the things that we've done. Um, And it's really about getting creative and and figuring out going into all of the places that normally you kind of can't get away with. Right. And figuring out how to get away with it because you can get away with it. There's a little bit, like we said, a little bit more leniency on campus during summer months. I also just remembered it's funny because there are a lot of university people that listen to this podcast. So. Listen, forgive us. We will still say we knew no better. Yes. Forgive forgive us. us. We are all here for the same purpose. Um, It really is to serve the students. So I'm just going to throw that out there as a reminder. We really are here to serve the same same service to the students. Um, So with that being said, the same holds true for all of your business-to-business marketing and the -the out-on-the-street marketing, essentially, right? Right. You aren't going to, you're not going to see as many people when you're going to the businesses. You need to make sure that, again, you're paying attention to when people are going to be there. And then with the university, what offices are closed and when? Who's actually on campus? And who's actually in charge of bringing in large amounts of students? Because that's always really interesting to find out, right? Yes. Yes. You have, like, there was, I think it was in Kennesaw, there was, like, a random professor that was in charge of bringing in all of the, the, like this whole group of international students. It may have been a different university, but it was like a whole group of international students and they were the ones in charge of it. And you would have never guessed. Right. Cause they're just the professor. Yeah. So, you know, figuring on navigating all of that out and it tends to be based off of who stays on campus, who's, mm-hmm. you know, whose offices and where those connections are. So just all things to keep in mind. Then from there, and this is again with the comps and making enemies, and it's so funny, like how uncomfortable I am, like saying all of it, because I just feel like so many people are so scolding. Stop judging. We all do this. Right. <laughs> to do this. All right. You know who you are. <laughs> Repeat like just, offenders. Yeah, right. Like, it's okay. like I just made this stuff up. I was taught. Anyway. <laughs> We were raised like this. We're sorry. We were raised to be savages. Yes. You brought me up like this. <laughs> comps, right? So then we have competitors going to the comps. And that's a big one. And it is difficult because they don't have, you know, not all of their students. There, right. Yeah. And so it's really a matter of figuring out. And I never, now let me ask you this. So like if you have ever flyered the comps, mm-hmm. I never do every single door. And I have I like, don't. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, also, I don't believe in flyering cars. I think it's the trashiest thing that one can yes. possibly do. And it's oh. so disrespectful to property and it just ends yeah. up with litter. So just as you like, so that everybody knows, that's my opinion. And that's how I stand on cars. I but agree with you. Right. So then when it comes to comps, I don't think that things should just be on every single door. I think that's how you also get caught a lot faster. Right. And that's how you end up with <laughs> trash in your comps parking lots. And that's how they also get mad. Right. So doing it sporadically or choosing, not always choosing just flyers. I've honestly, I've left things besides flyers on comps doorknobs. And that was a way that I've gotten away with it before. We had a ton of extra like little gift bags left over mm-hmm. from an event or something. And so right. Inside of there, I put the flyer and then like sunglasses or ping pong balls. Right. Have like an extra promo stuff in. And I put those and like walked around and hung them on some doorknobs. And then I did some flyers on some doors and you know what I mean? Like mixed it up. Right. So, you know, what I would do is I would usually do like a drive by in the evening time when everybody is home to kind of see which buildings are mostly populated with cars. So then I can come back and put those swag bags on the right door. So I'm not just doing the whole property just blindly. So I do a little drive by to make sure I know who I'm targeting. Market smart. I love it. (laughs) And then getting out there with that chalk. If you have, if you have like your number one competitor where you know you're like most likely to lose your residence to, where Mm -hmm. your amenities, your property, essentially you're, you know, you're mostly the same. But say, especially if you're behind in leasing, it's likely that you're, you know, you have a better special or your just got lowered because you're competing. So this is a good time to go chalk right in front of their, you know, their entryway or their sidewalks and to say rates starting at, you know, $3.99 or four bedrooms starting at blah, 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 blah. And just like giant letters and doing it like, yeah, maintenance is eventually going to go out there and they're going to wash it off. But in the meantime, you might hit a certain number of people before realizes it. And it's chalk. It requires like next to no effort. Exactly. Again, you know, so that's another option available to all. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you know, it's funny. At one point during the summer, you know, we we had a comp. Our biggest comp was across the street from us. And for some reason, a lot of their residents were staying over the summer. So every single morning, we would go stand across the street with Chick-fil-A biscuits or whatever. Nice, yes. We would recruit them that way. And it's so funny because one of them, the property manager, took a picture and posted it to their Twitter saying that, thank you for feeding our residents. They're never going to live at your place. And then this, the students caught hold of it and started retweeting. Uh, yeah, no, we actually signed our lease and we're not renewing. It was the funniest thing. But you know what? Savagery. I'm telling you, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. No, and that's, it's so funny that you said that because I remember, so in San Antonio, again, (laughs) with another one of my best friends, we were in San Antonio, we were driving around and we did that. We drove and we did breakfast on the go because we had all this leftover from breakfast on the go. And Travis was like, just load it up. And so we drove around (laughs) and we just started at their shuttle drop off. Yeah. And we started yeah. that. We're like, it's from this and this property. Come lease with the, I mean, exactly. Like every <laughs> single thing that we could think of, it was like, that's what we were out there doing. And that's the mentality that you have, yeah. man, you know? So you I will, but here's, there are lines that I draw. So like I said, right. 
I absolutely no flyers on cars. I think it's nope. trash. No, nope. I agree. Here is, and I actually am curious what your thoughts are on this because so there was a, a market in rural Kentucky and there was a comp. And I know that there's there are comps that do this. And this is one thing that I know that we all flyer and we all have a company that we pay to go flyer, right? Mm-hmm. We all know who that right. company is. It's something that everybody does. Right. I consider that to be an accepted industry standard, even though we're calling it cutthroat. Like we all right. just we all do mailers. We all do this. One thing that I find to be completely disrespectful and not okay is going into people's pools. Oh my God. And yes. handing out sunglasses and snacks and popsicles oh. to other people's residents. To yeah. me, that's when you actually are. Like, I understand that it's trespassing when you do the flyers. I get right. that. But I feel like I feel like when you show up at somebody's the pool, fine line, yeah, like yeah. that's when you are full on, like you are crossing a, like that's the line. That's where yeah. my line gets drawn. So I think like that's everybody yes. did that to me. And that's, so that's where I'm like, when I say, you know, you're going to make enemies or the, you know, cutthroat, like there's still a limit. And right. that's one that where I'm like, no, you don't do that. It's unnecessary. And honestly, if I was a resident and somebody did that, I would look at you and be like, huh, you're trash. Like, yep. I would not respect it. I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. And that's kind of how I look at it. Like to me, putting something on somebody's door, like, you know, Domino's does that. Papa John's right, does that. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, I don't really think it's that. Like you had to go through a lot of effort to do that. Like <laughs> people's, that's labor intensive, especially when it's hot outside. I mean, right. difficult work. This is hard work. But and just it's not even effective over. because they're not going to want to talk to you. They're the pool to relax or sunbathe or whatever the case may be. They're not going to respond that well to you doing that. Yes. So that's my hard line. I don't agree with it. I think that it's so like, don't that's, there are lines to how cutthroat I believe in. So that's one of them. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that is where it's drawn. So with that, I think that that kind of, I think that's kind of recovers the things that you can do on the ground. Right. Am I? Well, no, actually. So also on the ground, renewals. Talk about last month. Oh, listen. oh my gosh. Yes. Last month was crazy. So we usually, everyone knows in some markets, all some residents are going to just wait till the very last minute. Yeah. To decide on whether they're going to renew or not. Now, you know, good and well, they're going to stay. They're just dragging you until rates go down further or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so this is where we get super, super aggressive. Like, listen to me, Johnny. Um, <laughs> you need to go ahead and renew that lease today. Or we are assigning you a roommate or we're assigning someone to that specific unit and you're not going to have a place to live. So do you really want to move out or do you want to say, oh, my God, like really? For- yes. Yes. For real. I need you to go ahead and go ahead and sign that lease. This is real life. This is happening. Johnny. <laughs> It's so funny because you said you said that you're in Alabama, right? Yes. Yeah, so we have a project in Alabama and we got over a hundred leases because we literally came in like, listen, where's the renewal list? Who said no? Who said yes? I don't care. We're calling all of them. Excuse me, Robert. Robert, yes, I know you said that you weren't interested in doing it now, but we're calling it let you know that we've started placements and we're on your room. So are are you gonna renew? Are you not? Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah, no, send me the lease. Great, I'll get that sent to you. I need you to sign that today. 
That's yep. also a portion that you got to add into the conversation. You can't just send it and hope they sign it. You need to make sure there's a deadline and this is something else we can talk about at a different, you know, time. But you want to make sure that you are putting that, that, listen, I need you to sign that today so we can go ahead and reserve your spot. And then you move on to the next thing. But you've got to push the renewals. Yes. So it's funny because right after you had said that, I was like, we went through that same thing in Alabama as well. And it was, mm-hmm. again, there is one particularly hellish market. Yes. Where they are so very trained to wait until the last <laughs> minute. And so exactly. our first year there with one yep. particular company that I was with. It was, yeah, it was all the way up until like this month where they're just sitting on it and sitting yeah. on it. And I was like, I want letters to go out. Yeah. I want these people to like, this is the drop dead. I want it to parents. I want it to these kids. I want us on doors. It's this day. I want room assignments to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're told that somebody is going into their space period. Nothing else is like, this is the end drop dead date. That's it. The end, like this, we're done. We're done. (laughs) It, their deadline. I was like, let's start delivering leases. Done. And now, you know, it's like now everything's electronic. And like I say that, like it was so long ago, but you know, (laughs) because some properties don't have e-leases still, but it's like, whoever you are, please stop it. Like, I don't even know how you can, like, I remember when I said that I was like, how are you even expecting to do distance leasing or get international students or anything right out online no no no. like I can't anyway Uh so but yeah it's like get those leases out to them there has to be a deadline it's like all right well then you're giving up your space and then the second part to that which you also had talked about is with the the new incoming residents Mm -hmm. and telling them again that same thing with that strength with that sense of urgency and I think that I'm actually going to pause before we say what this is the thing that we have to remember is that and listen we've all been we've all been CAs and leasing consultants before Mm -hmm. right we know we know what it's like when you have to do your follow-up calls we know what it's like when you have to do your renewal calls you don't want to do them None of us want to, okay? <laughs> Don't. I've been there. I've typed in my clickety clack notes. Right. Of, Followed up with Judy. She said she's still looking. Da 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 da. I hate my life. I don't want to be doing this. Follow up calls suck. Okay, that's just the truth of it. Like it gets old, it gets monotonous. It does. Not truly pushing for these things to happen. Like you want to lease your property up. You do care, but follow up <laughs> suck and you're tired. You're kind of complacent because you've lost that fire. Okay, right. so that's the truth. So you have to find some level of like reinvigoration. It has to be found where that sense of strength and urgency is pushed and you have to trust it probably hasn't been there. And that's understandable because again, we've all been that person at least once. We're just going, Hey Linda, so I just want, no. Okay. All right. Bye. No, you need to call and you need to send these notices and that stress needs to be placed. And so it's the same thing with the notices with your incoming yeah. residents, your new incoming residents where you're like, yeah, yeah. You said you were going to find roommates we're doing roommate assignments. Where are they? They haven't. <laughs> now is the time. <laughs> now is it. <laughs> well, and the other thing is too, and this was something that we talked about a couple of years ago was 
it isn't just a matter of, you know, oh, well, my friend, blah, 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 you know, I can't get my friend or they don't, you know, they're, they're still on the fence, whatever. Cool. You realize that you can also just find your own if you want to search yeah. out to your, your social media, you know, yeah. you can tweet about it. You can Instagram about it. You can, I mean, does anybody use Facebook anymore besides our parents? But like, <laughs> however it is that you want to get the word out there, you can post about it. And then you have the option to interact with these people and find your own roommate instead of us assigning you one right. and meeting them on day one. And so that was a proposition that we also brought out to them where it's like, you realize you can find your own and then get them to come in versus us um, finding it for you. Wasn't, didn't we use, there used to be, I'm not sure if this quite uh, still exists, but there used to be like class of 2020, class of 2021 Facebook groups that the university puts together. And that's usually where our future residents will go find their roommates and bring them to us. Like, hey, I found one. Yay, good for you. And also, I mean, there's a Reddit, there's a subreddit for every single university. And that's like an incredible place to be able to find stuff like that. Like I see that all the time for multiple. So, you know, it's, there's a ton of different places to be able to find, you know, for them to be able to locate residents on their own. So that's, you know, it's stress the urgency to your renewals, except the fact that it's a possibility that maybe that urgency hasn't been stressed. And then also stress that urgency to your new incoming residents and trust that there may very well still be renewals out there that you can obtain we have both experienced it yes (laughs) listen and you said it best when you are posting these notices take an ipad with you like i'm not sure if y'all missed that part when she said it but if you missed it i'm gonna repeat it for you she said (laughs) make sure your team take leases with them so take an ipad if someone says yeah no i've been thinking about renewing i just never came down well here it is go ahead and sign it right here don't do door knocks unless these people can sign a lease at the door (laughs) yes Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I think, I think that's everything on the ground, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So next up, obviously, you know, I feel like we don't really need to cover, obviously, email and follow up with all of your leads. That part's assumed. Right. That's basic. Yeah. Everyone should be doing that already. Yeah. We're not talking about that. <laughs> um, but the next one, and I have talked about this, and I have talked about this. <laughs> I'm about to talk about it again. Again, here we go. Here we go. All right. And I'm going to bring it up because, you know, there are properties that obviously I follow on, on Instagram and, you know, I, it's, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, if, if you didn't listen to the episode that Michael and I did in regards, specifically in regards to social media, It was, you know, there is a system, there is a formula that keeps people involved, that gets people excited because you can't look at it as, oh, we have this many followers. Cool. You know, I can actually tell you about a property in Knoxville that has a lot of followers, like thousands of them. And a lot of them, really a huge portion of them are paid for. All you have to do right. to figure whether or not a company paid for their followers is go through and see how many of them are out of the country and don't have any <laughs> posts on their Instagram page. Exactly. That's just any Instagram account yeah. anywhere. Like go through and click on some of their followers and see like how many of those followers have ever <laughs> actually posted anything ever before Thank ever. Like, 
<laughs> it is very, very easy to figure out how many, how many people have purchased fake accounts. It's not difficult to do. It's mm -hmm. very, very easy. And it is a great way to, you know, if you are going into a new market as a new development, and I'm not, I'm not saying do this, and this is not me saying wink, I'm not saying to do this. I'm not winking. <laughs> And I'm dead serious. I think it's trash, honestly. I think that it's a, you know, if you're going to do it and you're going to build up a community, then build up a community. It's be honest about it. There's two things I feel like you should be honest about. One is property reviews and two is about your Instagram followers. Like yes. build it up and prove that you're good enough. And it's just that simple. So when it comes to your Instagram, you can, and really what Instagram should be Instagram should be a visual representation of the life, the overall lifestyle that you are promising or selling. I'm using the term selling loosely. Right. So you're promising to your residents. And really think about what that is, right? What is, what would that life look like? Right. right? What is the life supposed to consist of, of a student or multiple different types of students that are coming really? into yeah. your property? What is their day-to-day right. -day activity actually look like? And your Instagram page can actually consist of that life. So if somebody comes and they scroll through your Instagram page, they can see what that life looks like. Your Instagram page should basically be like the lifestyle section of a brochure that you you have cultivated, that you've curated to exist of that. So they can look through it and go, oh, this is what my life will be if I live here. Exactly. And peppered in between there, tell them about it, right? Tell them how to get it. Show them a floor plan. Tell them about your specials. Show them your events. Because obviously all of these things should, you know, play a factor into it. This is how you distance sell, right? So if you imagine people who are a state away or two states away or a thousand, whatever, you know, they're on the other side of the country and they're looking at you we all know that your online presence is everything. So they're looking at your website. Your website matters. We know this. They're looking at your reviews. So reputation. And we actually, you know, should, you know, what? we're going to touch on that in a second too. Yeah. But, and then, you know, they are looking at your social media. If your social media doesn't say to them, this is the life that I want to live, then yeah. your social media isn't saying anything. Exactly. And it you is, are literally deterring them from being interested in your property, however great your property may be, because they're not receiving that from your social media page or Instagram page, they're now not going to entertain your property as much as they would have could they have found something on your Instagram page that they could relate to. Exactly. So I'm going to like reiterate that it is literally saying nothing if it is not <laughs> saying something. Right. It's just that simple. You may as well not have one if it isn't actually speaking to what it is that they believe that they want out of college when they show up. And so really stop and think, what does college life look like for my residents? And I know there, there were a lot of sarcastic thoughts that just went through a lot of <laughs> right? Especially those of us who are at properties where it's like, you know, we all, we're going to be honest right now, right? Like, we're like, yeah, well, my property has like break-ins or my property or like, you know, there's drugs over there or this or that. 
I, we've all been there. Okay. So yes. like, we've all been <laughs> Embrace there. it. They're there. There are also some things at your property. There's still a sense of community. There's still, you know, you still have maintenance teams that are very involved. You still right. have shuttle drivers that care. You still have, you know, your team members or your community manager that you know, that follows up with people and cares about the residents in ways that nobody else does. You still have those 12 residents that come to every single event. (laughs) God only knows why, you know, so you still have that sense of community. And so really like pause and imagine, you know, where do those people go? Where do they go out? How do they spend their days? And so imagine what that life would look like in a series of pictures captured. And then that's what your Instagram gives you the opportunity to capture. It's college life represented through your community in pictures. So curate that. And that is how you distance sell on your Instagram. Take advantage of this tool that you've been given for the love of God. For free. For free, (laughs) mind you. (laughs) So it's, and then, like I said, and then in between there, yes, you can put in your floor plans or limited. Absolutely. Yes. But it's, it really needs to be limited. It needs to not be, you know, call us today, you know, (laughs) come find out. Um, (laughs) flyer after flyer after flyer after flyers please stop it like essentially what you want to get here is the experience matters and that doesn't stop at your property you have to navigate it onto your social media page because they don't live there yet they need to see that experience so if you take nothing from this understand that the experience matters always We are selling an experience. That's what our entire community is. That's why we have our events. That's why we have Res Life. That's why Mm -hmm. we have, you know, that's why we focus on maintenance. That's why the all (laughs) main things because we make a we make an experience out of living in our communities. That's what student housing is supposed to be about. Exactly. That is that is what we're here for. So sell that. That sells itself. (laughs) Create that and show us what that looks like. All right. I feel like, I feel like that was, that was strong. That was passionate. <laughs> I'm not going to stay anywhere. I feel like good. good. Okay. So, um, so with that about reputation, and this is one, this is one that I have really strong feelings about, but in a different way. And this is again with like that hard line, right? Um, it's, you know, it was funny. I, I have two things about this. One, I went to a long time ago when, again, I was still a leasing manager and I got to a property and I was sent there because again, like they were, their occupancy was really low. Cause right. like my whole life, our lives are very parallel in that way. I know. <laughs> like this is not doing well. You go there, you fix this. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing I did was check out reviews and it was, it was so, so bad. It was so bad. And mm-hmm. so after two weeks of being at this property, I was like, um, I feel like this is not a valid representation of how these people feel about this property. And it was really that there just weren't any up to date reviews and Um, not enough. There wasn't, you know, there weren't, there wasn't a large representation. And I've actually experienced this at an apartment community that I lived at because given the fact that I move everywhere constantly, like run from 
the law. You know, I lived in a bajillion apartment communities all over this beautiful country. And so, you know, obviously I read reviews and I have found, you know, actually the one that I moved into when I moved to Charlotte had terrible reviews. And I was like looking at the least buyout clause on the first day that I was there. Best apartment community, hands down, I've ever lived in. Wow. Yeah. And I like I was blown away and I it ended up being one of the only apartment communities I've ever written a review for because it was so incredible. Best experience. Anyway. <laughs> but so what I ended up doing at that location was I sent out a letter to every single resident and I said, we need your we need to hear from you. We right. need updated reviews and regardless of what it is, we need updated reviews for incoming, for, you know, new incoming residents. If you complete a review and then print it off and put it in the Dropbox or bring it into us, you know, you can put it in the Dropbox and then we will drop off your gift card. But it was for in exchange for a $5 Starbucks card. We will bring you a Starbucks gift card or you can bring it into the office and we will give you a $5 Starbucks gift card. We are, and we reiterated, we are not asking you for a positive review. Right. We do not, we're not going to do that. We just want updated reviews. And no joke, in eight days, we completely flipped around. No. A hundred percent. Like I'm not exaggerating. It's not something I do. I'm not lying. Also not something I do. So, and this is where I get frustrated. So I also came apart, came across a company document like eight months ago that I just like randomly found online, which they probably wouldn't love to know that it's accessible online that stated that, you know, these, the onsite team members were required to have, you know, for every single team member to write a review and to solicit, you know, residents that they had positive relationships with for them to write a review and you're basically you are you're you're gaming you're gaming the system at that yep, point. it's cute and if you're doing that what you're telling your team is that or to me what you're telling your team is that we don't actually trust the job that you're doing right. and that's how I felt about that I was like I I don't know like and not only that people get called out for that in Google reviews I know every time like you always end up seeing that right like you see oh well such and such like they offered a gift card in exchange positive reviews and it's like so don't do that and not only that like Google's transparent like you see people's names yeah people who work there you see people's names that work for the company like how does that look for your competition when they (laughs) know that that's you know somebody from the corporate office or they know that that's a family member because they have the same last last name person (laughs) like what are you out here doing stop (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like it's applicable because, again, what are we talking about? We're talking about people who are far away, distance away, right? And so they're going to look at your website. They're going to look at your social media. And, yeah, they're going to look at your online reputation. So you do need to take a good look at your reputation. And, you know, if you need to build it, one of the ways to do that is to ask people how you can improve. Yeah. Look to improve those things. And honestly, look to it. That needs to be an honest conversation where everybody says, okay, what can we do and how can we fix it? Send that out and say, how have we done? We will continue to work on this and ask for positive or ask for honest feedback. Right. Do not ask and do not solicit positive reviews. Don't do it. It will always backfire because they will let the world know that that's what you, that you paid for it. Exactly. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's a lack of a sense of integrity in that, you know? And I think that stems from, you know, not to get off topic, but I think that stems from um, sometimes you ask 
for feedback, but you're not willing to do anything with that feedback. Therefore, you only want the good feedback so you don't have to do anything. So I think that's where that, that comes in as some, you know, companies just or some properties, they just don't want to put in that energy or effort to make the change that's necessary to create um, a positive uh, living environment for their residents to freely post positive reviews. Well, yeah, but it's, and I get it. It's really difficult. It's difficult because this is a highly competitive industry. We do steadily run out of people to lease to. That's one of the reasons why we're sitting here talking about this today. Right. And, you know, it's like, and so we do have to go to drastic measures to be able to get to these people. And, you know, so it's like you get to that point where it's like, no, just get me some positive reviews. If that's what's impacting us, then get those positive reviews. Like right. that doesn't cost us anything because it's like mm-hmm. you feel like you're throwing your money away on lowering rent. You're throwing money away on gift cards and you're throwing money away on events. It's like, yeah. you know, that's where that sense of desperation comes in. And it's really difficult to try and keep some level of integrity right? And while also, you know, keeping you're while also trying to get those leases to come in. And, and so it's really, really difficult to draw that line and say, no, we're there. There are certain areas that we won't cross. Right. You have to, you can't be short-sighted in it. Right. Like that's why I'm like, you have to blame your leasing specialist. So you don't destroy your relationship with other properties in the market. Right. Exactly. You have to be really strategic about it because you have to look at the long term and say, okay, how can I do these things? How can I, you know, be careful about it in a way that it won't destroy my, you know, my relationship with every other manager in the market where can I do this or can I make an agreement with them that like <laughs> I'll come flyer you can come back and flyer my property like, right sorry <laughs> if you want to you can come flyer my property next week or how can you negotiate your way around this to like make up for these things in the long run but you know how do we do these things so that they don't negatively impact you later and these these false positive reviews those will negatively you know impact, impact you later. right and that's kind of Absolutely. one of the things when we get to these times of desperation these are the things that we kind of have to keep in the back of our mind that little voice that's like hey hey but (laughs) we have to you know we have to let it nag us a little bit so that's you know I think that that's I think no there were a couple you brought up you brought up a couple of items before we close off yes 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 yes. um I think one of my biggest uh secret weapons that I brought up were the athletes is what I brought up A lot of people do not look into that. And that is literally legendary as they need to move in early. So if you can cater to that, I promise you, you can get the whole team. I have a project out in California and I'm working like, listen, who needs out of their lease over the summer? As we all know, people that are not renewing, they do leave in May. So how can we work together? To make sure, like, we're not promising you, you know, out of your lease. We're saying if we have people that want to move in early, are you open to that possibility? And of course, they're going to say yes, because they don't have to pay for the summer. And so in doing so, if you don't have the vacancy, that's what you can do to create the vacancy. Uh, But this allowed us to literally get the football team, the girls basketball, uh, the girls um, and boys basketball team, the volleyball girls and the soccer girls from one university to be able to live at our property because we tackled it that way. At a different property, we went straight to the coaches 
and created a, a relationship with the coach. And they literally brought the whole girls basketball team to live at that property. Like we were their specified place of housing. And so do not sleep on the athletes. Do the best you can to accommodate um, their needs in terms of early move-ins. But they are a large group. And anywhere you can get large group leasing, it makes your job a whole lot easier because it's 10 leases versus one. So that has been one of my biggest secret weapons. Yes. Getting any, really any of them. There's a, There are quite a few different groups where you can get people who need to show up to campus early. There's programs yep. that start yes. early. And there are, there are some Greeks that show up early, athletes show up early. There are some international students that show up early. So always check to see who shows up early and so who might need housing early. And like you said, that's actually genius where people may need to, may prefer to leave early or they may have already left, let them out, get that apartment turned and get somebody else moved in because they're going to, you know, they're leasing out for the whole next year and you exactly. need so obviously with permission, obviously all of this comes is under the assumption or under the umbrella. Of right. <laughs> yeah. But all very, very applicable. And there was one other thing and I just completely lost it when I started talking about that. So it's gone mm-hmm. forever. It doesn't exist. It's fine. Um, and this might not be the biggest thing, but it's one of those things that I do anyways. Um, if you have a show, well, um, I don't think we talked about summer orientation. We did talk about it. A little. That's what it was. It was, That's what it was. summer orientation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got to target summer orientation yes. for freshmen, transfer students, international student, the whole bit. Um, and so this is where you want to make sure where are the parents staying during summer orientation? partnering with the hotels to make sure you set up goodie bags for their hotel rooms or even sponsoring the breakfast because they have to eat before they hit campus and get to everything they need to get to. So making sure you're kind of, you know, doing a little bit of everything in terms of uh, getting in front of the parents, getting in front of the students. Uh, during summer orientation, you may not be allowed on campus, but you you have students or CAs working for you that know somebody that's on that orientation team that can just plug you in there. Listen, in terms of housing across the street, okay? Or even just sneaking onto campus uh, so when they get out of those group uh, meetings, you're able to pass out some information to them for them to come check you out. Yes. So that was in regards to orientations, each one of those find out exactly what the schedule is for the transfer yes. orientation for the international for each one of those orientations, know what the schedule is. Mm-hmm. So know when they're heading in and know when they're heading out. So if you absolutely really what I typically always have them do was when know when they're heading out, because typically it's like one of two times or mm-hmm. usually they're, you know, and so you have find out where they're parking yeah. And when the parents are coming out, when the parents and students are coming out, then that's when you have your, you know, little two member team that's out there. And thank you so much for visiting. We're so right. excited. We're looking forward to having you. And that's when you have your bag and it has a little mini water in it. It has a little snack. It has your little four up flyer, you know, your little quarter size flyer inside your little tiny bag, mm-hmm. maybe like something else in there, whatever it is. Right. So your bag doesn't actually cost that much. That's so really, you know, cost efficient. And right. you're handing that out just like, you know, drive safe. We're, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so you're handing it. 
done that so many times, had such a positive response to it. Absolutely. If you can't do that. And again, I'm sure there's plenty of people who during these orientations, they're like, oh, this is when we fly our cars. No. Another <laughs> thing that you can do instead of flyering cars, and this is something that I've done. So we had like a ton of leftover shirts. And so we went to the cars and we put rolled up shirts on the car mirrors and like the windshield. Yes. We did it with glasses. We've done it with bags. So again, no flyers but you can do like a flyer that's rolled up with a t-shirt on the outside or yeah. things like that and leave those on cars instead. And it's just like a gift for you looking forward to seeing you next year, you know, love my property or, you know, like not love, but whatever. <laughs> some kind of sign off. That right. Is, right? <laughs> but something along those lines. And then obviously, you know, the obvious ones that go along with that, find all of the hotels that people are going to that associate yeah. with this. And I feel like that's everybody knows that, right? You go to those hotels, nine times out of 10, the hotels are more than happy to either put a, a basket up at the front desk. Right. That has the little goodie bags in it that are, you know, that's like welcome incoming, you know, students and parents. And you have like the little goodie bags that you can get like a bajillion of them from. I feel like I've said bajillion a couple of times. <laughs> Lots of bajillions. But the little goodie bags from like the party <laughs> shop or from Walmart, wherever you feel like going and like putting some stuff in there again with your little flyer and just make all of this stuff cute you right. know make it welcoming make it cute spend some time it's the summertime there's not you know we're prepping for turn but we have time to be able to do this and yeah it's a long hours but when we're behind in leasing unfortunately it means that this is life right now and I've been there I've done it it sucks but make it cute don't make any of it chintzy. Make sure that your water bottles have good labels on them. Make all of your stuff look good. It does make a difference in the long run if you put that extra effort into it. Exactly. They do notice. They I do. promise. They really do. If it looks if it looks cheap, quick, and chintzy. They will trash it. Then really, honestly, who cares? Like right. that's, it's not even worth it at that point. So all things to keep in mind. Yeah. I think that's officially. Now is that everything? Right. Okay. I think that's officially it. Good, because I like my throat hurts. I'm kind of tired of hearing my own voice. That happens. Where I'm like, Can I stop talking now, please? Raising my hand in the back. Please stop talking, Greta. See, this is why you must have a bottle of water. Okay, you're a pro now. Okay, you must. In between, take a sip. Right. <laughs> Um, all right. So I think that covers everything. Again, it's, you know, if you have any questions, if you would like to pour out hate over the things that I have said, uh, feel free to do that too. Then you know where to find me. My contact information is pretty much everywhere on the old interweb. So I'm more than happy to take your feedback, your questions, your concerns, um, and you know, your negativity, I never, you know, I don't get any, but you know, I'm always prepared for it. I'm definitely prepared for it. But other than that, hopefully, hopefully this was helpful and huge, huge welcome to Victoria. So happy to have you yes, here. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I am happy to be here. This is amazing. We really hope you guys get something from this. It's that time of the year. So it's do or die. So grab something from it. Let it marinate a little bit in your brain. Come up with your own ideas that you think is the next best thing and share them uh, on our website. 
Yeah. So and that's, and actually that's, again, that's what SHI, that's what the community's for, you exactly. know, go there. If you think of other things, it's, you know, go on there and share those ideas. I will continue posting ideas on there. And that's really what this is about. It's just more of the same thing. But in the meantime, if you are behind in leasing, honestly, my heart goes out to you. All the best <laughs> of luck. I've been there. I know it's hard. I know you will get through it. It will be okay. You will. All the the luck and all your favorites, comfort foods and delicious alcohol beverages. If you enjoy (laughs) them. One pina colada coming up. (laughs) (laughs) So that is everyone or everything. Everyone have a beautiful day and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. I just, I love Victoria. Right? Um, I had so much fun with that conversation. Like, I really, really did. If, um, you know, if you guys, if any anybody that's listening that is, is in that situation where they're looking for, um, you're looking for a savage. <laughs> for, for, Drink. For, for a group that can, that can come in, especially with new lease-ups. Um, I think what, what, what her company offers in regards to um, doing a lease up, I think is just fantastic and wish that was around. There's, there's other companies that do it, but they don't specialize necessarily in student housing. Um, they'll, they'll say that they do student housing, but man, but then anytime we're talking you're that they're, it's their one off. It's yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're having to do an acquisition and, you know, cause you always run into that issue where, you know, the, the employees end up, you know, staying with the other company, going to a sister property or deciding, you know, it's time for them to move away or whatever. And, you know, the one thing you can't do without are leasing agents and um, being able to, to, and that, you know, fair warning, you've got to get in front of her and on her calendar well in advance, but it's it, it, her team and, and the things that I've heard, um, from some of her clients and everything. It's just been fantastic. So really, really love her and love what she's going to be able to, the additional value um, that she's going to be able to bring so to the fun. listeners. So, well, hey, I, I want to go ahead and, and kind of cut this short. I think the discussion pretty much speaks for itself, but I do want to get into um, just a couple of announcements that are coming up, reminders for folks. Just finished up our, our Cincinnati Summit. For the Midwest region, I thought it went fantastic. Thanks Absolutely. for everybody that came out to the Cincinnati Zoo and had a, a great time meeting with with those folks. Hi, um, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Fiona, just go to YouTube and type in Cincinnati Zoo Fiona, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> so but we do have uh, we do have two more that are coming up this year. We're not doing anything soon because it's time to get concentrated on turn and everything else. Uh, but September 10th in Waco, Texas for Texas and Oklahoma markets, which I think is going to be big. And I, you know, I'll go ahead and put it out there. I know a lot of people want to go to Waco because they want to see Chip and Joanna Gaines. Hashtag Yeah. And um, I did not realize that Waco was actually next to Hawaii for last year was like the number two um, vacation destination. 
in the U.S. Damn, I did not realize that either. That That was a shocker to me. (laughs) That was a shocker to me. But anyway, that is the case. And and it, I mean, Waco's a cute little town. You know, you're two hours from Dallas, two hours from Austin. And the whole, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines and then the chick that was from Trading Spaces back in the day. She's got her little shop there, too. And anyway, we're going to be doing a lot of different things. I would even say, look, if you're outside of those two markets and you want to come in and and experience a summit, this is probably the one, that one and the Charlotte one, but especially Waco. I think that's one that you could have a lot of fun at. And if you want to be part of the market analysis workshop, which we're going to be doing a little bit different um, this go around. Uh, I would definitely, um, that, you know, register, send, send us an email and say, hey, I'm, you know, coming from the LSU market or whatever. And we'll make sure that you've got some information um, related to your market as well. Um, so anyway, there is, can you tell them really quick about the early bird special and how that's all structured? Yes. So right now we are currently in the super savings special, which is kind of incredible. Right now, all of the early registration tickets are only $99, which is unreal. The, you do have the opportunity, opportunity to sign up for the first and second day. The $99 covers the second day, that's September 10th. You can sign up for the first day of September 9th as well. That includes BSR Cable Park, which if you are unfamiliar with what that is, totally Google it. It's amazing. It's like surfing and water slides and like all kinds of amazing fun activities as well as buffet barbecue. Yes, there, there are waves, waves in, in Waco. There are waves in, in Waco that you can um, surf. But overall, this event, I'm very, very excited about. I think it's going to be incredible. And so you have the option to have those add-ons plus the Waco Tour. So there are add-ons that you can get into this. This one is incredible. So super savings is for a limited time for the $99. Once that ends, it will bounce up to the early bird registration. That one will give you a little bit more time. Um, And so that one is going to take it to $149 per ticket. Still an incredible, incredible price when all things are considered. This is coming from the the several conversations that I've had with all of the the invitees, all of the attendees. This is such a huge value for what you get for these events. It's incredible. And then the final general admission cost uh, will take you to $189 per. And the biggest thing to consider is, is that if your organization or your team would like to send multiple members, so five, if you want to book for five people, we do offer group pricing. So if you book five, then, or book four, then the fifth one is free. So we do offer group pricing as well. And you can get that for super savings, early bird, as well as general admission. So all of those things are considered. There's also a block of rooms ready as well at local hotels. And then there are two other ones within walking distance of the venue. We are also right next to the Magnolia stores. Everything is very, very close. I'm telling you, this is the event you do not want to miss. Get your tickets. Savage drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. I think we've, the, the, the first two this year have, uh, have, been really good to to get some of the kinks out and i'm really looking forward to to waco and um what we've got and charlotte i i tell you charlotte kind of i think that may end up being kind of the 
the one big one every year. Well, that's home base too. Um, also, can I just yeah, point out that yeah, I just well, pushed Waco just, and it wasn't the one at NASA. So that's kind of a big deal. Just why that's kind of a big deal. Well, Greta, thanks for, for sharing that. Um, also for everybody, don't forget about the SHI community and registering for that. We've got, um, you're able to, to, post your jobs there as well for free, no calls. So um, if you're looking to fill a position uh, in the industry, make sure that you're posting that on the SHI community. It's completely free um, and everybody there is involved in the industry. So um, any other departing thoughts, Greta? No, I think that's everything. Good luck, everybody, with this leasing season. I hope everybody reaches above and beyond their goals. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.